Welcome to worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. This virtual worship service is brought to you in a time when we join you in practicing social distancing to curb the pandemic virus. We pray that in the not-too-distant future, we will welcome you in person when you visit us in Old Town Alexandria. Friends, we are Easter people. Here, believe and proclaim the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven, loved, and set free to be at peace. In the name of the Creator, and the Christ, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Gospel reading for this Lord's Day comes again from the Gospel of John. I'll be reading from the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. For if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, 
they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As I was sitting down to write this, I went about my usual rituals, preparing my space at one end of the dining room table with a view outside, lighting my jasmine peace candle, and setting up my go-to playlist of Gregorian chants by Benedictine monks. I closed my eyes, praying that God's word might flow through my words, then listened in silence for the Spirit. "'You're sitting in my spot,' was what I heard, uttered in disbelief by my 19-year-old, who had planned to sit there while finishing her environmental psych paper before her afternoon Zoom class. "'It's my writing spot,' I said." It's my writing spot, she wailed with mounting anxiety. Change is so hard, she went to make oatmeal. I did what parents do. I moved to the other end of the table. This was not an easy task. You should see the labyrinth of extension cords and chargers circling the table in the small space. Plus, her brother was already set up with even more equipment, a light box, drawing tablet, and laptop for finishing his college senior thesis animated film. Could you scooch down a bit, honey? Sure, he said. Change isn't as hard for some people. We're in the midst of some of the biggest changes most of us have experienced in our lifetimes, as individuals, families, and communities across the globe. And while in theory many of us believe change is good and necessary to move forward, to adapt, to create new things, after all we're Presbyterians who affirm we're reformed and always reforming, most of us experience change as scary, or at a bare minimum time-consuming and annoying. We're all struggling to make sense of our new place in this new world, in our careers, in our families, 
even as we long to return to normal. Brene Brown, whose book Dare to Lead, our virtual book study group just finished discussing via Zoom, said recently, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, she says, one that fits all of humanity and nature. She's right. That would be some good news. I imagine Jesus' disciples were in the same place. They probably longed to return to normal, sitting at their teacher's feet, soaking up his wisdom, traveling the countryside with him, ministering to the poor and the sick, gathering with him at supper. But then he was betrayed, arrested, murdered, crucified, dead and buried, and resurrected. The risen Christ appeared to his beloved friends. Alleluia! Amen! But Thomas wasn't there. And so he doubted his friend's amazing good news. In fairness to Thomas, wouldn't we have as well? Don't we now, still sometimes? Because encountering mystery is inexplicably hard. This group of faithful followers has been traumatized. They're huddling in an upstairs room, self-isolating, fearful of all that's outside, trying to adjust to their new world without their beloved rabbi, teacher, friend. Then Jesus shows up in the flesh among them, saying, Peace be with you. Peace? What? What is happening Certainly, peace be with you was a traditional Jewish greeting like we might have shaken hands back in the old days in February. But it's also a sign of God's new kingdom coming about here and now. What on earth is Thomas supposed to think? Change is hard. Christ knew he needed more to touch, to feel to be given permission to believe he was in the presence of his miraculously embodied Savior. We have a long tradition of embodied faith, in part because we're no longer in the physical presence of our resurrected Savior. We do as he asked us to. We baptize with water and touch. We break bread and drink wine, passing it hand to hand. We tell his story. We spread this amazing good news. Lord knows the early faithful needed to hear and believe good news just as we do. Especially when times are dark. For so many of us now. When so many from all walks of life, from all countries and races and creeds are losing their lives, their livelihoods their loved ones, to a virus, something we can't see or touch or easily understand. We need some new tools for understanding, believing, connecting, 
the risen Christ breathed the Holy Spirit into the disciples. And he extended that new thing to Thomas, showing up for him too, speaking to him in his familiar voice, inviting him to touch his wounded flesh in order to believe. I feel like the Spirit is inviting us too, to believe in new ways too. Who says God's power and spirit can't be in technology? God created us in God's own image, and we are ever-evolving, discovering, inventing through science and technology. Blessedly, during this time of pandemic, we're not reinventing the proverbial wheel. When the Apostle Paul first began to write about the story of Christ a generation after Jesus' death, because the eyewitnesses were beginning to die out, we have a record because he was communicating from a great social distance to the early churches across the known world. If Paul had had access to Zoom, we wouldn't have large chunks of our scriptures. He dashed off quick letters, almost like our texting, but chock full of deep theological content. And those epistles became so valued, they were included in our biblical canon. In his second letter to the Corinthians, Paul wrote, We walk by faith, not by sight. Those who'd actually seen Jesus embodied, resurrected with their own eyes, couldn't continue to spread the good news forever. They couldn't be there in person to share their oral history. So they recorded them. I'm recording this reflection on iPhone's voice memos, which you're experiencing on YouTube, neither of which existed 15 years ago. Our methods of connecting, of gathering, of worshiping need to change sometimes. Like when the nascent early church was outlawed and believers had to worship in their homes, as we all are now. Hopefully, we're all opening our hearts to ways of incorporating some of these new discoveries once we're back to a new normal. That would be some good news. Joseph Campbell wrote, We must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. There really is some good news during these scary times. Our planet hasn't been this free of pollution in decades. Last month was the first March since our high school seniors were born when there were no school shootings. Worshiping online has widened our inclusiveness. To all who have trouble navigating our historic brick sidewalks, to our longtime members who haven't been able to venture out for years, to our faith family friends, who've moved away. All have been able to worship alongside everyone else in our new digitally mediated sacred space. Amidst the images of long car lines for food banks in Texas, there are volunteers like ours at Open Table still providing meals, now outside. Amidst the chaos in leadership and pressures to reopen the economy, there is peace in some of our homes not experienced in ages where we're learning to find joy and comfort in so many things we may have taken for granted. 
amidst doubts about how we can possibly move forward or return to normal. There is belief in us, in our human spirit, in our national character to do the right thing, in the body of Christ as we rely on and support one another for our very lives. Actor John Krasinski of The Office and the Jack Ryan series fame celebrates our interconnectedness on a new YouTube show he launched a couple of weeks ago called Some Good News. He says, I just present the good news. You are the good news. If you haven't already seen it, I highly recommend it to you. We all need good news now which is what Christ first came to share with the world two millennia ago. God's good news. And okay, Thomas doubted briefly, but he proclaimed the risen Christ as my Lord and my God, recognizing his Savior. He was as traumatized by all the upheaval and terror as much as the others. But we see ourselves in Thomas, I think. He questioned and doubted before his eyes were opened, recognizing the kingdom of God here and now. Can we too, in our fears and anxieties, join in taking up a new kind of membership, a new normal, and the community of God in this new world? That would be some really good news. Alleluia. Amen. As we live into this new way of being community together, we continue to explore new ways to connect, such as a virtual coffee hour this morning and virtual gratitude gatherings on Fridays at noon. We encourage you to visit our website to sign up for the weekly egram and to join the hashtag connect group via the member login on our website. You also may contact our office manager, Mark Wills, for the list of prayer concerns, normally included in the bulletin insert. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you are in need of pastoral care or help of any kind. As we navigate these uncharted waters, we know that all of us will be called upon to give in new ways. Some of us are giving of ourselves differently at home or at work. Some are intentionally reaching out to connect virtually. Some of you are healthcare workers or other in-person essential workers. Some of you have volunteered to help make sure that senior citizens and the homeless and others in our community won't go hungry. As we give of ourselves, we also are called upon to support the church financially through this difficult time. We encourage you to stay current with your pledges if possible, or even to consider an increase to help cover for those who cannot. Together, we can meet the challenges facing us and be the church we are called to be. As we lift our hearts in prayer this day, our hearts are heavy with the sorrow and loss in our world. 
We especially hold our retired music director, Sam, in our hearts as he grieves the death of his husband, Jim. May God's comfort and love surround him and all who grieve this day. Let us pray. When the disciples gathered in fear behind locked doors, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. God, here we are, praying together and yet also alone. Here we are all sharing in this same reality and yet each one of us with our particular challenges, sorrows, doubts, and fears. Here we are, God. Come, stand among us. Bring us your word of peace. God, we pray for so many in our world who are grieving, for so many loved ones lost, and for the pain of not being able to be present with those we love. We pray for those who are battling this illness, especially as they do so, so isolated and alone. We pray for healthcare workers on the front lines, pouring themselves out, working through exhaustion and sorrow and fear. We pray, God, for grocery workers and delivery workers and food producers and caregivers and funeral directors and so many others whose work sends them out day after day. We pray for those confined to their homes and those especially vulnerable to the ravages of this disease. We pray for those watching their businesses crumble, for those who have lost their jobs, for those who aren't sure which way to turn. We pray for all the stresses that pile up upon us. And we pray for children and for youth who are grieving the losses in their lives. We pray, God, for the healing of our hearts and of our bodies. We pray for the healing of the world. May your love, your peace, your strength fill our lives. May your hope take hold within us. May you give us the courage to navigate what lies ahead. Be with us all as we pray for healing this day. God, we also lift up to you all the concerns that were present in our lives and world before that are still here now, even as so much has changed. We lift up to you our sorrows, our struggles, our failures, our needs. We lift up to you all around the world who are suffering all who are in need. We lift it all before you, God, trusting that even where we cannot see, that you stand among us, bringing us a word of peace. And so we pray 
We pray a prayer taught to us by the one who descended into hell but was raised to life again. We pray. Our Father, who art art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Take our mouths and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hands and work through them. Then take our hearts and set them on fire. And now may God bless you and keep you. May God's light shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God bring us all peace, now and forever. Amen.